You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hang it out. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Barala Palace, right across the river and through the woods. From where he loves to smoke a little shockwave, little and New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressing plastic bags, ready to drive in, kind of fighting, jacket up, do my home friend to come around, fight the side of party of rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess is tied to tied my brain, splattered all over my head. Ooh. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell Carver High, running it tonight. I got to tell you, Carver High, uh, I don't think uh, Davis Mills looks as bad as everyone thought he would look. I don't think he's been like great or anything. I, I think he's kept him in the game. I think, you know, they scored a touchdown and missed an extra point. It should be seven all, but they blew that and here he is throwing a strike incomplete, but a flag down. So they'll get called there for holding. But the bottom line is, I don't think he's been the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. McCaffrey uh, pulled his hamstring. He's been out of this game. He's I mean, done. Another guy, the, another guy who never plays anymore. I, I mean, McCaffrey never plays. Hurt all last year. We, what do you make it? Two games. Here we go. Hurt in game number three. Never plays. So what do you think of the kid uh, running the Texans offense? I mean, he's been okay. I I think that the one thing that is being highlighted tonight is we need to pump the brakes a little bit on the Panthers, even though that they're 2-0. You know, let's just just relax. This is not one of, you know, the, the better teams in the NFL. This is a team that... Has a very favorable early schedule. They might still pull this game out and they'll be three and zero, but they they're not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. They were world beaters today, uh, all day, on ESPN. You would have thought they were playing in their third straight Super Bowl the way they pumped them up at two and zero. I mean, I honestly, you know, I, I can't take this guy anymore. This hack quarterback Orlovsky guy. They always have him on shoving his opinions down everybody's throat. Meanwhile, 
Like, you know, I, I said last night on the show, I'm done being nice. You know, I've been nice for like the last 10 years. I've decided I'm not going to be nice anymore. He sucks. He sucked as a player. He was like the worst quarterback ever. Am I wrong? Was he not the worst quarterback you ever saw in your life? Wasn't Davis Mills good. is better than him. Was he terrible? Wasn't very good. Uh, wasn't very good. Terrible is the ideal word I'm looking for here. <laughs> so terrible quarterback, terrible insight. I don't want to, your opinions on football are no different than mine in that you played, you sucked so bad, you might as well have let me play. You know, I've heard all I can take from the guy giving me advice about football that sucked ass as a player. Is there anything worse than taking advice from someone that sucks at what they do? I mean, if you're terrible at what you do for a living and then you become some broadcaster giving everybody advice about football, but you sucked ass as a player, how about you suck ass? I don't want to listen to you. Thanks. Christ, at least Fox had, no, listen, at least Fox has Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson. Thanks. You can say whatever you want about those two old geezers. Bradshaw's got four Super Bowl rings and Jimmy Johnson's got a couple. And he's got national championships, too, at Miami. Shut up. I'm sick of listening to hack quarterbacks that suck ass. We welcome our radio affiliates. Sirius XM, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Violent. So don't even tell me I'm wrong. I got to listen to this wuss bag. Give me advice about the Carolina Panthers being 2-0. Shut up. And then I heard him today uh, trying to cram down my throat that the Rams were the best team in the NFL because what they won a couple games, you know, it's like saying the Carolina Panthers are the best team. Here's Mills throwing deep. There's another one. So Davis Mills uh, getting involved. Listen, you tell me when you're watching this pass, there's a guy getting raped. Uh, I'll see it on in the about, last one. I'll see it in about four minutes. I'm so far behind. I, I don't understand that. I really don't. <laughs> I don't understand what, what what is the deal with the TV in Long Island? Well, uh, in the office where I am, I've got everything streaming and I've got everything. I don't have any cable boxes in here. It's all so I'm I'm very far behind whenever anybody's on a regular cable box like you. Oh, he's going to get sacked. He broke free. Throw it. Wide open. That guy dropped it. You suck, oh. bro. How bad do yeah, you that guy suck? Was, Catch that the guy ball. Catch the ball. Guy was wide open. He dropped the ball. That's not Mills' fault that Allen dropped the ball. Right in his hands. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't even take it. I, I can't even take it watching this team. I'll tell you one thing. That under's looking real juicy at <laughs> 43 and a half with this crappy game. You were right about one thing. The Marshall game with Appalachian State's way better. I think it's 23-21. Maybe I'll turn that game on now. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So Appalachian State's down to Marshall now. 30 to 21. They have the ball, but... They're, they're getting their ass beat by nine with three and a half minutes left in the third. They were up seven, nothing in this game. And then all of a sudden, I mean, like Marshall got two field goals. It was seven, six. And on those two drives that they got stopped, they had so many great wide open receivers and speed. And just, you saw the talent uh, that Appalachian state could not guard them. I mean, these guys were wide open and, uh, they made plays, and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the NFL now. I turn around, and they're down 30 to 21. I'll tell you what. You said there was a trick play on a kickoff. They have speed and talent on that team, Marshall. And that coach, the running back coach from Alabama, is the head coach there. And I mean to tell you, Marshall, they look like they got a nice uh, – Team, the quarterback is the number four rated quarterback in college football right now with the season he's having. He's already thrown over 1,100, 1,200 yards in four games. Uh, They whip it around and they score touchdowns. They score points. They mean business. I know they lost last week. So what? They're, They're decent. And they are in, you know, burn North Carolina tonight, beating Appalachian State's ass right now. Now, I want to talk about something because it's now or never. I got it on my mind. Sure. The Malkin thing. Oh, okay. Now look. Now look. I, I think Gino Malkin is a Hall of Famer. No doubt. I think he's a legitimate, no questions asked, Hall of Famer. I think he's a great player who has, it would appear to me, his body is is going to be the end of him. And... His career, to me, is in massive jeopardy. I do not believe that because he's having knee surgery, he's going to have some youthful experience where he's going to return to his high-speed, youthful scoring ways and abilities of when he, you know, has been around here winning three Stanley Cups, right? So I think that he's... um, finished i i he's gonna miss two months that's that's at least two months he's missing at least two months the first two months of the season now i know crosby's out as well for six to eight weeks with a wrist injury they knew all this was happening but what i don't understand is you tell me if the guy's knee was fried last year which it was why didn't they just operate on it right at the end of the season when they got eliminated why didn't they just do it then What, what did they wait for the second coming 
because if he would have had it when the season ended, he'd be probably cl- he probably wouldn't be back right at the start of the year, but he probably would have been back by late October. You know, maybe only missed a couple of weeks. Right, tops. It's kind of like what happened with the Saints and Michael Thomas, right? Like, why the hell did he wait months after the season was over to go get that surgery? I don't know what happened here. Maybe, uh, maybe they thought it was okay, and maybe he got he started skating a little bit a few weeks before camp and. Felt something? I'm not sure, but it is very bizarre that you wait until you show up at camp to then all of a sudden, oh, no, you know what? He's he's having knee surgery. He's done for two months. See you later. It was a little bizarre how it all went down. I think it's weird, yeah. I, I, he had to have tweaked something or heard it more skating and ramping up because these guys do clearly skate and work out the entire offseason. They don't just show up at camp this week and it's the first time they're putting skates on. So it's possible he had been working, whether it was at a home in Russia or wherever he was, that maybe he tweaked something with his knee and needed to get something done. Possible. Now, but you know that he's had he's had a variety of ailments for years now. I mean, he's had two or three years of just several injuries uh, Malkin's dealt with. Well, don't you think he's finished? I, I, I do think that he's... Uh, He's definitely on the downslope. Let's just say that. If he's healthy, is he still a dangerous player? When he's motivated, yes. Well, he's got great eyes and hands, that's for sure. No doubt. He's He's got hands. He can score. He can shoot. But the wheels are gone. That's the problem. That means and that's a game. And that's a game where you need the wheels. I mean, you just, you, you can't, it, you got to have the wheels in that game. You can't be a great player in the NHL with no wheels. It's true. Who, who's a great player in the NHL with no wheels? Yeah, look, if you're, there's very— If you have bad yeah, wheels, you're done. It's over. I mean— It's a speed league. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you had some guys that had stone feet that could stand in front of the net and tip bucks in, and they could still be useful players. And today, in 2021-22 NHL, it, it, there really isn't room for players like that. You need to be able to move up and down the ice. You just need to. And if Crosby and Malkin aren't playing for two months, That's a they problem. won't be on TV ever. Well, they're going to be on TV. Those games are scheduled. They're... But their games what? are scheduled. Like, their opening night game against Tampa, that's on. I mean, all those, all those national television games, are those are in the books. I mean, they're happening. You're well, getting Penguins you flex without... That... Wouldn't you flex that if you're ESPN and say, I'm I don't not think, that? I don't know if that's how – I don't think they can do that. I don't, I don't think that's – when they set that – I think that, they should. They, they probably should, but they're not going to. You're going to get the Penguins, Sands, Crosby, and Malkin the first – Nothing worse in the world than preseason NHL hockey. Yeah, it's – There is nothing worse. What is it's worse? Torture. What is worse than preseason <laughs> NHL hockey with guys that aren't even going to make the team? You can't find it. You can't find the it. The NFL is bad. The NHL's worse. The NBA's bad. The NHL's worse. Spring training is bad. The NHL's worse. There you go. The worst sport in the world, preseason NHL hockey. It's true. They got about 60 guys on the roster because they have all the AHL guys there too. It's just it's an impossible watch. I'll see you on opening night. Well, well, the when there's 60 guys on the roster, the odor Coming from that room 
Yeah, after a it's game is the most overwhelming body odor or stench you've ever smelled in your life. Going in to interview hockey players when there's 60 guys in the room soaking wet in those clothes, in those uniforms, it's the worst smell ever. Landfills smell better. I'll never forget the body odor smell coming out of those NHL locker rooms when there's 60 guys on a roster. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Joe Lisi is gopher to two, legendary status on Sports Grid, on the bench, and on his football full circle shows. I hope I get the name right. I can't keep track of everything. I know he does uh, the two shows, pro and college. The college show with Carver High is kick-ass. I'm a big fan. And then, uh, obviously, we love Joe because he's on my show every week uh, since I've known him. So I, I met the guy and I'm like, he's awesome. Let's get him on the show every week. And that's what's happened. So there's all the proof you need that we like Joe and he's a badass and his shows are kick-ass. Other than that, I don't know the I names of everything and I can't keep track of all these chicks <laughs> he dumps because he dates like thousands <laughs> of women a month. I can't keep track of his, you know, the food and booze and the wine he's drinking and everything or his picks. But I do know that he's on the bench again. Joe, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, brother, and I love you, too. You know what? In my bio on, on Bumble, right, I put in the bio, Pharrell loves me. Uh, on, on That's the, awesome. On, on I the hope bio. that gets you some That's extra it. spice. It It is. It's getting me extra extra little kick-ass every day, you know? So that's what it's all about. That's fantastic. So um, let's start with tomorrow night. Does Fresno cover the big nut against UNLV? I think UNLV <laughs> – should uh, literally, <laughs> I think there's high school football teams. In fact, I know there are in Las Vegas that are better than UNLV. I mean, Gorman's better than UNLV. Why don't right. they just stop? Right. They, they should stop the program. Uh, they thought they thought Tony Sanchez was going to turn it around, didn't he? Four years ago, he didn't get it done, and obviously right. they're not getting it done with the new coaching regime. I told Carver today on the show, it's a short week for Fresno. They get the emotional win at, over UCLA. Hayner's hurt. I'm going to close my eyes, Scott, and take the 30. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm going to take the 30 and a half tomorrow night with UNLV. Wow. Uh, so, you know, I, I actually, last week, uh, let's just be clear. Last week, um, I laid 30, what was it, 39 or something? With Iowa State against yeah. them. And 32 they and a half. Yeah. Well, there you go. In their covered. place, 48-3. They beat them 48-3. <clears throat> How bad is that? So, right. you know, I mean, Fresno State is as good as Iowa State. You know they are. 
Yeah, they are. And but Hayner's a little backed up, banged up after that victory. What's his status? We haven't heard anything just yet. The emotional victory, the short week two. They they're not playing on Saturday. They're playing on on Friday night. I think that's a concern. I'm not saying that Fresno's in jeopardy in this game, but they could race out to a 35 nothing lead and and hold on for you know. 35 to 7 and they don't cover this matchup. So, I'm going to it's not a, a huge play, but I will take the points with UNLV tomorrow night. All right. Um let's go to Saturday and talk about all these big games. Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Carver High and I've had a lot of conversations about this as games in Soldier Field in Chicago. I'm looking at 75% of the crowd's going to be on Notre Dame because people in Chicago hate people from Wisconsin. They hate uh Green Bay. They hate uh, the Badgers. They hate Milwaukee mm-hmm. even more than both of them. Uh, people in Chicago make fun of people from Milwaukee. Uh, I know that <laughs> to be a, a fact. So I can't believe that Wisconsin's favored by almost a touchdown in this game. I mean, explain that to me. Well, I always tell Carver this as well. You know, some the books always say, oh, we, put, we establish a line to get 50-50 action, right? That's BS. I think they establish a line, obviously, especially in big games, to suck you in. And I think that, you know, by establishing That's Wisconsin right. as a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite, they know they're going to make people think Wisconsin's coming off a bye week. That obviously benefits them. And now now people that were so dead set on Notre Dame, now they're second-guessing themselves because why is Wisconsin a six, six-and-a-half-point favorite in this ballgame? So it goes both ways. I'll just say this about the road records. Paul Christ, last three years on the road or on a neutral field side, he's 470, 8 and 9 overall. On the flip side, you have Notre Dame on, an, on the road or on a neutral field site. They're in the area of about 662. They have the better quarterback. Mertz hasn't even thrown a, a touchdown pass all year. So that's another concern for this team. I mean, people are saying, how are they going to, Notre Dame going to move the ball on Wisconsin? I, I, how is Mertz going to move the ball on Notre Dame secondary? How is I like Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. going to move the ball? Are you kidding me? Am I? Is there I swear, I, here? I heard, I heard a bunch of shows today, and every person they had on, it was how is how is Notre Dame going to move the football on that top ranked Wisconsin defense? That's all I heard all day. Who's ranked twelfth? Who's ranked eighteenth? If they're so goddamn good, why would they be ranked eighteenth? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know what? I don't listen to other. I listen to you. I don't listen to other shows. If I didn't like, no, I agree with you. But I do love to hear. I'm not listening to to other people tell me about Notre Dame's not going to move the ball. Who haven't they moved the ball on in the last 50 years? I trust me. I agree with you. The only concern about Notre Dame entering Purdue was that the running game wasn't going. They were averaging around 98 rushing yards per game, averaging 2.6 yards per carry. But I look at it differently. I look at this game differently. Notre Dame's played an extra game. The offensive line has another game to build continuity and consistency. I think they're the hotter team entering this ball game. You know, everybody thinks because Wisconsin has a bye week, that's going to be beneficial to them that that actually can be a detriment you know especially when you have an inconsistent offense that hasn't moved the football consistently in back-to-back games against Penn State and Eastern Washington uh Michigan I I I look at it differently I think Notre Dame wins this game I think they're the more complete team better head coach better quarterback I I think they win the ball game outright I'm with you outright 
and uh, they beat Purdue. I mean, what more do people want? Like, oh, now I get it. You didn't win. You didn't win good enough for everybody. So is that a world that I live in? No. Did you win the game? Yes. Did you cover? Yes. You know what? You know, my hot dog slapping across your chin. How's that taste? <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any room for this. It wasn't good enough. I'll tell you what wasn't good enough. Wisconsin against Penn State wasn't good enough. And I'll tell you what else wasn't good enough. Wisconsin, uh, you know, against Eastern Michigan, they should have won by 50, but they won 34-7. Right. Okay, so that wasn't good enough either. They'll lose the game outright in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> all right. Georgia Vanderbilt uh, in Smashville. Georgia's laying 35. Now, you talk about, um, you know, UNLV covering 30. I got to tell you right. that I actually don't think Georgia will cover the number in this game. It's possible. I told Culver this, too. The last time they played was a couple of years ago. Georgia was a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. Kirby Smart kicks a field goal up 21 with two minutes left. So that's how they covered by uh, by two points. They won 30-6. to six. They've won like 11 of the last 13 games over, over Vanderbilt. Last time they lost, Georgia was 2016 by one. I, I think Georgia paced them in this ballgame. I mean, it's not a game I'm going to be betting, but I, I think they're due. They didn't cover against South Carolina. They need to make a statement. This is a perfect opponent to do that. I think they waxed them in this ballgame. I covered uh, the South Carolina game, and I'm going right. to cover in this game too. Vanderbilt covers. Okay. Uh, they've been in their last two games. They scored, you know, over 20 points. If they give me 14 to 17 points, they'll cover 35. That'll be that. I need yeah, them to score you're, you're twice. Probably right. I need them to score twice in the effing game. I mean, all right. Clark you know, Lee has got to have them fired up. He's got a big, right. big run in Marshall here. All right. All right. So uh, we know Penn State is going to whack Nova, but when that number comes out, don't be stupid because Villanova is not bad. And if they give them no. thirty-five or forty, take it. Uh, Coastal's laying 36 to UMass. Do they cover that number? Coastal barely scores 35 a game themselves. <laughs> but it's UMass with Walt Bell. I think this is a perfect game where they get right. I mean, UMass's offense is horrible. I was on Buffalo last week, and I had them on the money line, was hoping that Buffalo could strike the upset. But they were close, just didn't get it done. But I think this is UMass's offense is horrible. So I don't know if they're going to go toe-to-toe with Grayson McCall in this matchup. I would lay it with, with uh, Coastal Carolina, but we'll see how it plays out. All right, Colorado State and Iowa in Iowa City, they're laying 23 and a half. Oof. They, Iowa screwed me last week by a half. I would take the points with Colorado State, even though it's a Dazio. Do not love the game because on the defensive side of the ball, Iowa could rip them in terms of the running game. So we'll see. But it's a dicey number at 22 and a half. Yeah, I think Iowa wins, but doesn't cover the big number. AM in Arkansas at Jerry's World. AM's laying four and a half. And Carver High's boy, Calzone. At quarterback. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Texas A&M. They've won nine straight against uh, Arkansas. 13.7 points per game. Won the last three by seven and a half points per game. They're 0-3 the last three against the number. But you give me A&M and Jimbo under six. Uh, six and a half. Under seven. I love A&M in this ballgame. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I liked it at five and a half. I like it even more at four and a half. 
She's looking pretty to me. Clemson and North Carolina State at uh, Raleigh. Clemson laying 10. Can, can, well, uh, well, just think about this for a minute because I, I just want to say Clemson, I'm not sure they can score 10 points. So the question is, will they score in the football game? Because they haven't been able to do anything against anybody else. We're talking to Joe Lisi. We got another one to go with him and hit the rest of these games. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So I still can't believe Joe Lisi, the Clemson 14-8 win over Georgia Tech. How embarrassing was that? Now they're playing NC State, but they own NC State. Is this team ever going to turn it around? Because right now, in my opinion, Ohio State and Clemson are out of the national championship picture as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't know if they turn it around in the sense of get back to the college football playoff. I, I don't know about that right now. The biggest problem is their running game. They're only averaging 134 on the ground. That's 20 yards less than last year and 100 yards less than where they were a couple of years ago when they had uh, Trevor Lawrence and won the national championship. So that's the biggest change. But they've owned NC State. Eight straight by 20.8 points per game. They won the last two games by 39.5 points per game. Defense is still there, uh, Scotty. 26% third down defense. Holding opposing offenses to 110 on the ground. I don't know if NC State can move the football through the air. I think they win this ball game. A short number, nine and a half. When you're, when are you ever going to get Clemson laying anything outside of you know an ACC opponent under 14? So I can only look Clemson here. I like Clemson. It's one of my better plays, but I think they win this ball game at least 13 to 17 points. Easy, I think. Iowa State and Baylor and Waco. Iowa State is laying seven. Yeah, it's down to six and a half, or last I saw on FanDuel, I got a seven and a half and a six and a half, both on Iowa State. They won three of the last four. Baylor, uh, yeah, they're three and all with Jerry Bohan at the helm, but they play Texas Southern, Texas State, and another tomato can, as uh, as Carver likes to say. So I, I think this is a bad matchup. They have won those three games, Iowa State, by 10.3 points per game. I think they're too physical of an offensive-defensive line. Anything under seven on the road, they won 38-31 last year. I think they win this ball game by double digits. They should run away with this game. So you got Iowa State running away because Baylor hasn't played anybody. Rutgers and Michigan, Michigan land. It went from 19 to 20 and a half. I would take the points with uh, with Rutgers. I'm not a buyer of Harbaugh on that offense right now. Still one-dimensional. I like Shiano. I like his ability to game plan. I like Vedral. And, and Rutgers is b- building up in the interior. You know, they went toe-to-toe with the Wolverines last year. Triple overtime. I think, you know, you're seeing the big number because it's a revenge type of situation, right? Michigan got a ba- embarrassed last year. Now they get Rutgers in their place. 
I still think Rutgers hangs in this ballgame. I don't think it'll be easy uh, for Michigan to win this ballgame the way they've been dominating everybody. I think Rutgers is in this ballgame start to finish. Auburn is at home laying 27 to Georgia State. They should boat race them. The only problem is where's their mindset after losing that game? I can't see Georgia State coming into the into Auburn on the plains and, and and covering that number because of the physicality of Tank Bigsby in the running game. But again, it's up to it's up to Harson to get that team motivated. I don't I just I don't recommend betting it just because you don't know what you're gonna get out of Auburn. It's still Auburn. We're not talking about Alabama, Georgia, and the SEC. They are gonna run the literally right through them, over them, on them, step on them, throw over them, <laughs> score on them, dance on them, and then do their cheerleaders. That's what that's what's going to happen okay. there. And they're going to do it just because they have nothing better to do on Saturday afternoon down there than to throw a party. That's what that's going to be like. This is easy pickings. <laughs> this is a dry run. I mean, that's what that is. UCLA and Stanford, uh, UCLA laying four and a half in Palo Alto. Yeah, they've won 12 of the last 13, Stanford, right? Got this victory a, a year ago by a point. I would lean to Stanford. I've never been a buyer of Chip Kelly, and last week proved everything. They're going to fall off a cliff, I think, in this in this matchup. I'm taking the points with Stanford. Wow. Carver High, what do you think of that one? Do you think uh, UCLA is better than Stanford? I haven't been the biggest buyer of Stanford. Um, I didn't believe what they did to USC a couple weeks ago. They beat up on Vandy last week. I don't know how much stock to put in that either. I probably lean to UCLA here. I think they have a better offense, and they should take care of business. Tennessee and Florida, Joe. Florida's laying 19. I know it's a rivalry game. I don't care. Yeah, I'm nervous about this game because I've been talking about Tennessee stepping up with hypo against Florida. I sort of lean to Tennessee here. They've lost 11 out of the last 13. They've lost four straight by like 16.3 points per game, but it's the tempo. And if Florida, they're going to try and run the football, right, just the way they did last week. I mean, you know what you're going to get. Can Tennessee hang? I think they can. I think it's a blowout, like in the sense of there's no doubt that Florida wins the game, but it could be like a South Florida type of situation where Tennessee gets the back door on you. That's the only concern. So I would lean Tennessee in this ballgame. Yeah, I think Tennessee sucks. Uh, Nebraska and Michigan State in East Lansing. Michigan State's laying five. I had them against Miami outright to win at Hard Rock in South Florida, and they kicked their ass. Great. Is there Great anything that's is there anything that smells fishy here that I because I Nebraska gave Oklahoma a good game. I think Nebraska might actually beat them, but I, I won't deny that I took Michigan State to win. I took Nebraska to cover. Yeah, the line seems fishy, but the only concern I have is back-to-back road games for Nebraska. And, you know, we're not talking about Oklahoma. We're talking about Nebraska and Adrian Martinez. They laid it all on the line. I was on Nebraska the last two weeks. I laid 14 against Buffalo, took them plus 22-and-a-half. That's all I'm looking to get with them. I, I, I think the line seems fishy, but... I would lean Nebraska, but I don't like the game. I really don't because it's back-to-back road games. And these teams traditionally play some wild games in, in years. Go back to the history of the series. There's like crazy games between Nebraska and Michigan State. 
Well, I think Michigan State, uh, if they get caught sleeping here, because they have a chance to have a huge season if they win again. And if they blow this game, then they're going to have an average season. But if they win, they're, you know, four and oh, whatever it is. Um, I think that they might have something special going on. Kansas State and Oklahoma State, both undefeated. Oklahoma State land six in Stillwater. I think it might be too many points. Uh, can I, I'm going to say it now. You get a special. This is one of my best bets of the week. I love Oklahoma State. Love. I think they boat race them Saturday night in Stillwater. I think Jalen Warren, that offensive line, the way they played, Will Howard is not the same quarterback as Skylar Thompson. And they they he struggled last year with them. They won 20 to 18. I don't even think this game's close. I think this could be the most underrated team in the Big 12. Call me crazy. I know it's Gundy, but I watched that game against Boise. I know they should have lost. But I think they're going to run at will on Kansas State in this ballgame. Laying six, I'm willing to do it. I already did it six and, and five and a half. We'll see. But, you know, Kansas State's better than Boise State. And Oklahoma State, you said it, should have lost that game. But they won by one. Carver High, who do you like in the Kansas State-Oklahoma State game? I lean Oklahoma State only because the game is in their building. But I don't think – I think it's a lot closer then I don't think they're going to get boat raced. I, I think that this game is going to be very close. Alabama, under Southern Miss, well under. and Tuscaloosa, they're laying 45, Joe. I would lay it with Alabama. It's Alabama. They didn't cover against Mercer. They they got abused by Florida. Nick is going to run this one up, I think. Yeah, oh, Davis Mills just got raked in the pocket. I mean, he got just absolutely <laughs> lit the F up. If he even stands up, it'll be – I mean, he got rung up right in the skull, too. He got lit up with a targeting headshot. No flag at all. They're kicking a field goal. But, I mean, he got knocked the F out. I mean, I don't even know. That guy has no idea what city he's in right now. Uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma <laughs> in Norman, they're laying 17. I think that's too much. I don't trust that Oklahoma team I, yeah. as far as you can spit. I know. Here's the, the here's the stats. Oklahoma six and zero the last six ATS. They've won eight straight over uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers. Last time they played was fifty two to fourteen two years ago, and they've won the last four by an average margin of victory of twenty four plus per game. So, the stats favor OU. But I'm I'm a Neil Brown backer. I would take the points here. I don't love this game. I love a lot of chalk this week, which is very untypical of me. Uh, a lot of favorites I like. So I'm I'm gonna take you know, toe in the water. I would take West Virginia in this ball game. Carver, who do you like in that? I'm taking the points with West Virginia. Oklahoma hasn't shown me that they can cover spreads against teams that have a pulse. Uh, give me the points. My wife is playing quarterback for Ohio State against Akron, and they're laying 48 and a half. I'm not guessing she covers. Um, I think she does. I think she covers against Akron. Tom Orth is terrible. He is an absolute horrible head coach. That whole program, I hope they don't win another game for the, the, their existence. They ran my friend Terry Bowden out of town because they wanted Tom Orth. Well, you got him. Good luck, buddy. So I hope they lose every game. Accurate. North Carolina and Georgia Tech. Uh, North Carolina's laying 12 and a half. I actually think... Um, I like Georgia Tech. <laughs> wow. 
I do. Plus, plus the 12 and a half. <coughs> Jeez. I'm not a buyer BYU. of this North Carolina team. BYU in South Florida. BYU's at home. Land 23. Scotty, I can't do this to you again. You abused me the last time, but you can abuse me now. I love South Florida. You got three emotional games for you, uh, BYU. You have Utah. You have Arizona. Arizona State, that was a physical game. Charon Hall got beat up in that game. I just think South Florida playing with house money, 90% of the consensus and public money's on BYU. I'm, t- I'm already locked in 22 I like, and a um, half and 23. I like South Florida. Did you say the guy's name is Karen? <laughs> Jaron <laughs> Hall. Jaron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oregon. Uh, Oregon and Arizona. Uh, I, Arizona got beat by Northern Arizona. That's all I have to say. So I'm laying the 28 in the hook. All right. I would, I would lay it with Oregon. I, I mean, they cannot afford to go through the motions against Arizona. So I like Oregon. Arizona sucks. <laughs> I mean. They have great uniforms, though. I mean, they suck like no other. I mean, they really are the worst team in America. Of a, you know, alleged big school. I mean, name a bigger school that sucks worse than them. Uh, big. You'd nah, be here all think, night. I think you're dead on. Yeah. No, nah, I think that's a, that's a good good assessment. Arizona sucks. So I was at Heinz Field no, last Kansas week at the Steeler State game. Something. Hold on. Listen, I was, just at, I was just at Heinz Field last week. I checked into my hotel overlooking Heinz Field right in downtown Pittsburgh. And the first thing I saw was West Michigan, Western, the Broncos beating Pitt 44-41. And I'm looking out over the stadium watching them lose to Western Michigan, and I thought I had seen it all. Now they're playing New Hampshire this week. You think they'll be able to handle them? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Narduzzi. Narduzzi. Yeah, whatever. Is that the same guy that dates Calzone? (laughs) All right, Joe, I love you. Great stuff. I'll see you again next week on a bench. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. noticed uh, Appalachian State has the lead now on Marshall they were up 30 to 21 now it's 31 30 App State and their fans are so rabid in Burn, North Carolina that they remind me the student body of deliverance I mean they are some I mean some hilljack <laughs> freak looking I mean just completely drunk wasted stoned long-haired Deliverance-looking mother for others. Take a look. I mean, they're going crazy at this game, cheering for the, whatever they are, the Mountaineers. Shouldn't be allowed to have the same nickname as West Virginia either. I don't care if the school has been there longer or not. The bigger school deserves the nickname. That's all there is to it. 
They should be called something else that has to do with deliverance. Pig suey or something. Squeal like a pig, boy. Did you ever watch Deliverance, Carver I? Probably been a very long time since I've seen it, but I've seen it. That was crazy movie. Did you ever see The Human Centipede? Have not seen that one. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think I saw Centipede 1 and 2. They came out with a second one. Unbelievable. Very graphic. By the way, um, there's four minutes left in this football game, and App State has the ball deep in their own end. And then, as far as the other game goes, it is a eight-point like game. It's like the worst football game I've ever watched in my life, this Panther-Texan game. It really is. The Panther-Texan game is the worst game ever in the history of the NFL. And I think it's, uh, you know, 17-9, to nine, but here's the Panthers going in to score again to ice it. 